again, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of the Adam Jones Podcast, presented by the Baltimore Banner. I'm Jerry Coleman. He's the former five-time All-Star Adam Jones. Happy New Year to all, including you, AJ, today. And lucky episode number 13 will be joined by a pair of ex-NFL players. Dominique Foxworth, who used to play for the Ravens, played at Maryland in College Park, now with ESPN, will join us, as will the former Redskin. And yes, kids, there was a team named the Redskins back in the, uh, well, yesteryear. Gene Fugit, friend of the program, will join us. The former Redskins and Cowboys wide receiver. We want to address how the NFL has evolved over the years in terms of its rules and equipment, especially in light of the DeMar Hamlin situation. Of course, we'll always have our debate as Adam and I talk about Lamar Jackson's future with the Ravens and whether or not we'll be in Baltimore, whether or not he'll even play a game especially with Cincinnati in a playoff game waiting this weekend. We'll also have another edition of Adam's Rant. He will take us abroad once again and point his finger at someone. Just wait and see what that's all about. And socially speaking as well, we'll answer some of your best correspondences on social media, probably via Twitter. We'll get to that a little later. And can't forget it, but Shannon and Skip, as we travel Baltimore and beyond, their battle on the air much like some of the battles we have on this podcast, except we're more civil. We'll get to that a little bit later. As always, we're brought to you by our friends over at Jack Daniels. There are lots of ways to make whiskey. There's only one way to make Jack Daniels. Make it Jack Daniels. Please drink responsibly. Also, by Be More Around Town, they have the ultimate all-inclusive pregame and postgame Purple Tailgate experience, really before every game, and they're getting ready for the playoffs. They have trips to Cincinnati. Uh, Back-to-back, belly-to-belly, as they say, coming up. Also, trips to see the Terps, the Capitals, and more importantly, spring training. Also brought to you by the good folks over at the Wyman Company. Thank you, Dennis, as always. G-Leaf Medical Cannabis Company. Visit gleaf.com. And as always, the Baltimore Banner. They still have that six weeks of unlimited digital access. All you have to do is head to thebaltimorebanner.com slash AJ. And again, six months of unlimited digital access for just a buck. Well, right now, we welcome in our featured guest who should be very familiar to you out there, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening. He is the former Turk, the former Raven, and yes, he played for the Broncos, and now he works for ESPN. But here in Baltimore, we know him from his time, obviously, in Owings Mills and in College Park, but we've been following his career. He is Dominique Foxworth. Dom, thanks so much for taking time. We know your schedule is very hectic. You got so much going on, including a regular podcast. We probably should mention your podcast since you're on our podcast. Oh yeah, well, when Adam texts, he knows it's not a it's not a ask. You know, I'm a I'm gonna do it when I can. So for sure, I'm happy to do it. Appreciate it. Oh, well, sure. let me ask you about the NFL and the whole Demar Hamlin situation. How fortunate is the league the kid survived? It was an awful incident. And what kind of impact, if any, do you think there will be from this? He has come back so suddenly, and it seems like, knock on wood, everything is going in the right direction. But there were some tenuous moments, as you're well aware. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's everyone. Obviously, DeMar, his family are most fortunate. And then, of course, the league uh, is incredibly fortunate that things are going to turn out well. I I don't know if you saw Don Van Nata's piece this morning about how close they came to – I guess it was yesterday – how close they came to um, playing that game, which or continuing that game, which is kind of scary. And and I know you guys are going to talk to Gene later. Uh, he will tell you <laughs> what it is, how the league feels, and how the league prioritizes 
um, players. It's normally it comes well after uh, other things like uh, money. The tough thing about this situation is if we're being honest with ourselves, there's nothing you can do about it. It's like uh, we all want to feel like there's some big change that we can make to make things better or safer. Uh, this specific incident seems like it's kind of a, a fluke occurrence that happens in other sports too, but uh, there's really no way to like avoid something like this happening. And honestly, like football is not safe. Even if what happened with DeMar Hamlin never did happen. Like there are guys who are walking away from this game and they're never going to be the same. Hopefully they're being like fairly compensated for the sacrifices they're making. But the problem is so many, so few of them are, are actually feeling like the trade-off is worth what they put into the game. Um, I heard the other day you mentioned a little bit about the insurance post-career. I know mm-hmm. baseball's in and out, uh, you know, takes a certain amount of years to vest. And once you get your right. 10 years and you get all that, can you break down explicitly how the NFL does it? Because it's, it seems like it's always ever changing. It seems like they are trying yeah. to change that insurance on you guys daily. Um, like how, how does it really break down? Because he's not a, he's not an eight year player. He's not a five year yeah. player. He's, I think he's in the second year. And yep, he's in his second year. Like that's not and and we're trying to see, see if this man will ever play football again, live again, live a normal yeah. life. How would yeah. that go? Cause you know, workman's comp ain't going to do it forever. Yeah. So, I mean, he, the, <laughs> the, the real tough thing about it is you have to be, Three years and three games, four seasons essentially to be vested in the uh, the post career like insurance to be able to get a pension, um, which you can't take out until I think the, at your earliest it's like fifty five, and then you take a, a smaller percentage if you take it at that point. Um, the post career healthcare, the max you can get if you play fifteen in the year in the league, you get five years of healthcare after you're done playing, which is not a lot and it's also like not even at a great time you know because like when you're gonna need that healthcare is not when you like me i retired i was um i guess i was probably like right at 29 30 years old like i i didn't need it then but then the five years pass and you got to find some other way to um take care of yourself and your family and find some health care and it's really uh not easy to do so for a guy like damar hamlin I know in this specific case, the NFLPA and the league are working on coming to an understanding. They've already figured out or they've already decided to pay him his full salary, which the sad part, like, that's great. We feel good about it. But the sad part about it is what it took for them to do that, because if he was another player who had a a injury that was not as dramatic and was not on Monday night, that guy would be dealing with um, having being put on IR and being given a fraction of his salary. And then also not having access to all the post-career healthcare and pension and all that other stuff. And, and frankly, been set out there to kind of figure it out on his own. And that's, I don't know, those are the things that I get passionate about. I was pretty passionate about it that morning, which uh, quite a few people didn't like hearing because I guess I was supposed to say thoughts and prayers, which is, it's fine. You can do that if that's your style. That's not my style. It's just, I, I wanted I wanted to bring it attention some of the, the challenges that DeMar is going to face and a lot of players face. 100%. So we were able to, we were able to purchase our insurance after, once we get four years, right. invested. And, you know, after I guess, once you get your 10, you are able to, you know, get fully invest, fully vested, but we're able to purchase our insurance post career. Yeah. The, the MLB, I think maintains your insurance for 18 months or a season or something like that. 
but then they give you the option to purchase your insurance at yeah. whatever the rates that you know they give you. It, yeah. If you miss one payment, you're out. You got to go to the left. <laughs> you got to go down. But does the NFL offer that? Obviously, it's a short term. Us is only one month. I mean, a year after. And again, we're young. We don't need it, but yeah. we still have it. And they, like, but but they still offer it. And yeah, kind of forces so, us, to pay, especially if you have the means. Yeah, the players in football can also like pay the Cobra to keep the same insurance, which is what I do for for my family. I still have my NFL insurance because it's such good insurance. And and my my wife uh, has Crohn's disease, so it requires uh, extra care. So I I wasn't looking to like mess around with that. And I got three kids, but I think the the tough thing about that is how expensive it is. And like I was fortunate, I, I had a long enough career and signed enough contracts that I can afford it but like we mentioned guys like DeMar Hamlin even if he did play past the four-year mark and and was vested the idea that you can if you have a family that you can pay out of pocket for insurance for the rest of your life when you are like 27 28 years old is like it's absurd uh so like those are one of the many challenges that uh, professional athletes face and I know that everyone who listens to or most people who listen to this and listen to podcasts are professional athletes and they have a picture in their mind of a professional athlete and they all didn't play long and have great careers and have happy families and healthy bodies. The large majority of them, that's, that's the minority. The names that you know are the superstars. The names you don't know, the guy that came in and played special teams for a couple of years is, is out and looking to figure out what to do next and, and frankly is not in a great position to do that because when they were in college, uh, I, I did this. I chose a major that allowed me to focus on football. And in the off season, I was focused on football. I wasn't getting internships. And then the same thing happened when I'm playing football. I'm not out here getting workplace experience. So it's a, it's a real tough transition for a lot of guys, which I imagine most people don't care about or don't want to hear about. But it's important to me because I, I get these calls and football is unique because some of the calls, I, I mentioned this on TV a couple of days ago, I got a call this summer from uh, a wife of, uh, of a guy who played when I played and he had barricaded himself in the house with a gun. And I talked to uh, my agent, my old agent, when I played football, I talked to him early this morning. He was talking about one of the guys that he represent. His wife called and said that her husband can't find the house uh, for the second time this week. Uh, and like, those are real issues and football can't be fixed. It's not going away, but we should at least take care of the people who are willing to sacrifice themselves to, to participate in it. Well, Dominique, I know you've been very involved in the past when you played with the NFL players association. Mm -hmm. I heard the podcast and I know a lot of the people were saying, well, what about the guys in the military? They don't get those type of benefits, but I'd also go back to the NFL PA and the bargaining or lack of bargaining that maybe they have done in the past that's led to sure. this. Uh, is there sure. some responsibility to be bared there? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's responsibility everywhere. I, I think so to the, the what about the guys in the military point? Like, I, I'm not asking that we take government funds and give it to the players. Like, I think people who spend time in the military, my dad did 20 years in the Army. I think they obviously deserve uh, better support and better services. I'm not in the military. I'm not a former service member. So that's like. It's not where my passion lies. So that's not where the money I'm suggesting should come from. I believe it should come from the owners who their franchise values have gone through the roof, who are worth six and seven billion dollars. That's the argument that I'm making is that 
maybe they should pay up. And to your point about the negotiations, like I've been involved in them and you can certainly be uh, hold the union responsible. But I think it's important to understand what negotiations are. And I think a lot of us believe that negotiations are like the movies where you just walk in and if you like can play hardball or I don't know, you have some cool negotiating tactic that that's what negotiations is. No, negotiations is about power and leverage. And we've all been in negotiations in our life. And for example, like, I don't know, I'll come up with some fake example that uh, tries to uh, demonstrate the power asymmetry is like, if you were 16 and your parents said curfew is midnight and you were looking to negotiate a higher curfew, you don't have the power or the leverage to like negotiate that higher curfew. You, you say, well, how about one o'clock? And they say, no, are you going to move out? Are you going to like... The the fact of the matter is it, it's a similar dynamic with the players in the league is that they they make so much money and already have so much money that uh, a war of attrition, which is what a lockout or a strike would be, is something that we can't win. Like the players just can't afford to be without income nearly as long as a member of the Walton family can. Like it's unrealistic to think that. And so that's what it comes down to. So, yeah, you can say that you could have negotiated uh, better terms, but with what power, <laughs> like what leverage, what are we going to threaten them with? Like, we're not going to show up to work. Okay. For that, for many of the guys that we're talking about, not showing up to work, giving up a huge portion of your career and your earnings, and also like possibly not being able to like cover your expenses. Like it's not a risk that they can take. Whereas Jerry Jones will be fine if if he miss out on a couple of checks every now and then. So it's really it's really challenging to find a way to create the leverage to get the things that you want in negotiations. Well, on a, a lighter note, uh, let's, let's, let's talk let's talk football. Something you know physically. What what, um, what do you feel about the Ravens' chances this week? Obviously, oh, they're not great, they're, man. They're back to back in Cincinnati, and yeah. you know. They, I mean, they played them a lot, and they've been them a lot in the last few weeks. So, uh, yeah, they the the Ravens. Uh, uh, well, with Lamar, they're really good against Cincinnati um, when Lamar is healthy and out there. Um, but this version of the Ravens, their defense has gotten a lot better over the course of the season. However, they still have so many deficiencies on the other side of the ball, and Lamar coming and playing and being healthy will like cover up a lot of those deficiencies. But the Bengals are playing really good right now. I think it's. It's a long shot because Lamar, one, is not fully healthy. Uh, Rashard Bateman's injury, I think, is debilitating. Like, they need a real receiver threat on the outside. Mark Andrews is, is one thing, but to be honest, like, he's, he's, not, he's not hitting anybody for no 50-yard touchdowns. Like, that's yeah. kind of what you need to take some of the pressure off Lamar. So, I don't have high expectations for the Ravens this weekend. It can be done. Their defense has gotten good enough to compete which they could potentially corral Joe Burrow in that Bengals offense. And Lamar is incredible enough that he can make three or four big plays, but it's a long shot. So uh, I don't know if Ravens fans should be, should be looking at tickets for the divisional round just yet. <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh. All right, last thing for you regarding Lamar, because Adam and I are going to debate his status coming up. He hasn't played in over a month. We don't know if he's truly hurt or just maybe negotiating here behind the scenes for a better contract. I think there's a lot of conjecture, but I think I've heard you say if you were him, maybe you wouldn't play until you get a new contract. Am I correct in repeating what I thought I heard you say? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, 
I, I never was that good. I never had that leverage that he has now. But I do get, like, you'd be much more willing to take a risk if you already had some money guaranteed. We saw what happened with Baker Mayfield a couple of years ago. He played that whole season injured, and his season went terribly – it went terrible, and they didn't re-sign him. I don't think that'll happen with Lamar Jackson, but we already know that the that so many – people in and around the league don't believe in Lamar Jackson and are looking for any reason to like bring his stock down a, a little bit. So I think that playing in this game and, and playing really well helps his stock playing in this game and not playing well. Like it, it really hurts his ability to negotiate the amount of money he can get. And I think that if he, not, I think if he is still not a hundred percent, it's likely that he would have a bad game and, and he doesn't have the receivers to support him. And no one's going to, like, when he goes to negotiate his contract, they're not going to be like, oh, that's all right. You you had a bum knee, and Rashard Bateman was hurt, and the Bengals are really good. They're going to be like, nah, we're going to slap you with this franchise tag because you didn't live up to whatever expectations. So I, I get fans want him to play. I'm sure his teammates want him to play. I'm sure he wants to play. But there's not much to be gained, especially when you have a team that, Sorry, it's like it's a long shot to win the Super Bowl. Like, I want to be optimistic, too. I grew up in Randallstown. I like the Ravens. I play for the Ravens. It'd be great if they won the Super Bowl. They're going to get past the Bengals and the Chiefs or the Bills and one more game. <laughs> like, that's that's it's going to be tough. You don't see us or hear us disagreeing with you, but hopefully you are wrong. We all hope you're wrong. Yeah, it would be great. I, I mean, Lamar, now Lamar went on a great run and put him on his back. It's real hard to negotiate against that. So there's that risk, too. I mean, there's that chance that he could do that also. So maybe that's an argument for Lamar um, getting out there, taping that knee up and making it work. <laughs> well, Dom, we really appreciate your time. We know you're extremely busy with one project after another and, Thanks for fitness into your schedule this week. Great to see you and hear you back on the airwaves in Baltimore. No problem, guys. Thank you. Adam, he has really become not only just a very good broadcaster, he was an excellent football player, a pleasure to be around, well-rounded, headed the NFLPA, is involved in so many different projects. But that was illuminating hearing a lot of that, what I mean, he had to say. I mean, you get to – that's the thing is you get to hear him talk like that i mean these are these are, these are friends of mine these are my boys man hearing them talk like that about how he's passionate we talk about these things about our how our, our, our unions are different our leagues are different because you know we want to make each other better we want to you know we were like why, why is baseball doing this why is football doing this and you know we rarely ask we usually say why the hell is football doing that <laughs> so uh yeah it's, it's always good to get their perspective because the dudes are in the trenches. They obviously they want to play that game. They ain't thinking about the long term and oh I man, I'm worried about this one fifty. They they worried about that game because they're so physically gifted, they're talented, they're passionate. And, you know, incidents happen. And, you know, most most athletes, I wish there's there's numbers at it. I don't have them. Most athletes don't have these long careers like me and Foxworth have. Most like it's three three years, three to five yeah. years average NFL career. Exactly. And some of those guys leave without injuries. They just no. leave because they stink. They're, yeah, they're they just good. they just need a union like baseball. That's all. I mean, it's it's hard to go. It, it's just hard, and it's and, you know, that's NFL is whew, they're bullies. So yeah, it's it's tough to go against the NFL. Adam, let's double our pleasure in terms of talking football with our guest 
Gene Fugit, the former Redskins and Cowboys wide receiver, maybe related to a few members on this podcast, <laughs> joins us right now. It is so great to have Gene back on the show. Gene and I, of course, have a history with the radio program that predates this podcast. Uh, so he helped start my broadcast career. Gene, it is great to see you. You got your finger on the pulse of everything right now, as we can see. How you doing? <laughs> doing well. I, I'm learning uh, new technology, and uh, I'm talking to you today on my new iPad, so I'm looking pretty good, actually. <laughs> okay. How you guys doing? Doing great. And uh, again, that station that we used to work on was run into the ground by no fault of our own, so it's great to see you now here on our own podcast, The Adam Jones Podcast. And I wanted to ask you, in light of what happened with the DeMar Hamlin situation, and we hear the NFL talk about player safety and how important it is, Gene. We just talked about it with Dominique. How much has the equipment evolved since you were playing? Well, I didn't have pads in my helmet until my third season. My first season was 1972, and I had a ride gel suspension helmet, much like the kid's helmet with the rubber at the top with strings on the side. It's only been within the last few years that the NFL has even regulated helmets. The NFL is a money machine, and they have never cared about players. And that's why George Allen, one of my coaches, never coached again because he cared more about players than he did about the league. Pops, what's going on with you, man? Obviously, we talk all the time, and we watch football so many just plays and games together. What can be done in terms of technique? Obviously, they've done it. They've, they've tried to redefine it. They've tried to redefine the technology and the equipment. But what can be really done between the lines? Because you can do all this stuff and practice and do all this stuff. Once you say hike, it's barbaric. You, you know that. It's barbaric. What can be really done? Is it penalizing people? Is it fining people for certain things even more? Like, what can really, really be done? Because hit like what happened there, that's not fault of anybody's. But what can be really done for some targeting or hellacious hits? Well, the, the, the major problem in today's game is that there are many games that the players are on the field and they're not at 100%. And it's like driving while you're sleepy and you can have an accident. If you're not at 100%, the game is so fast. I'll never forget John Riggins. If you have flashbacks to John Riggins, you see him running down the sideline on those long touchdowns. And we had a safety named Cliff Harris that played for the Cowboys. And he was famous for running over the sideline and blowing him up. But at the end of his career, he came over one time, and he was a half step late. And Riggins almost broke his jaw as he ran through him for a 40-yard touchdown. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, Mendenhall was, was scraping down the line, and I tried to block him, and it was like trying to draw. And before I could hit him, he hit me and broke my damn wrist. But what can be just done? Just off a fraction of a second. If I was just a little quicker, I would have hit him, but he got me that quick. Now, if I'm playing on Sunday and it's hot and I'm tired and then I got to play again Thursday, that ain't right. That, that's not right. The game was designed to go a week for your body to recover. It's like being a boxer boxing every week. How long is it before a fight? I came into the game in 1972 when the game was just going from hand-to-hand -hand combat to technique. And since then, they have been doing rules 
so that little players can play. These receivers that play today, they couldn't even get off the line of scrimmage when I played. And a, a person only being hit one time in five yards, what is that? And this quarterback thing is a myth. Steve Young, Roger Starback, I mean, I can name quarterbacks, uh, Aikman. They left the game because of concussions. Steve yep. Young. Concussions yeah. is what ended their career. So that's what Brady is amazing because, A, he gets rid of the ball, and, B, they take care of him. So the game is now run by the betters. I mean, DraftKings is owned by Jerry Jones and, and the owner and, and, and the thing. And, and they are just maximizing their profits, punishing players who gamble, but not punishing themselves for getting in trouble. And it's a shame. They don't even talk about that the man is suing the league. The Washington Post had a groundbreaking series on how the league has consistently screwed African-American coaches. And he was the, he was the first one to get fired, Lovey Smith. And he won in the last game. What what is that about? What is that about, man? Come on, NFL. If you want to learn how to make money, study the NFL. But if you want to have empathy, please do not. Gee, you got to be a little bit more passionate for this podcast. (laughs) Man, I played eight years, and I don't know how I did it. Believe me. (laughs) I got knocked out, stretched out. I got tripped. I got hit in the nuts. I got hit behind the head. I how got did they in the eye? How did they I handle had a bounty on me one year? How did they handle a concussion when you got a concussion back in the day, or did they right. know you if were concussed? You think you're concussed? You would go to the sideline and get that ammonia capsule, and you know how you sniff it and your head snap back. Smell you like would salt. sniff it up your nose. You would stuff it way up your nose, and if you didn't smell it, you get another one and pop it up the other nose. Now you got two of them. And if you didn't smell it, you say, Coach, I need a timeout. But if you just smell any of that ammonia, you run back out there with the thing in your nose. That's how it was in the 70s. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Secrets. (laughs) Secrets. The way it sounds is a lot more physical with a lot less money. Well. I'm telling you, uh, that year when I started in Super Bowl ten, I made $20,000 for 20 games. And then I was one of the first free agents. And at our press conference, it was Calvin Hill, me, and John Riggins. And uh, George Allen made me the highest paid tight end ever with a totally guaranteed contract. Only me and Dan Faust were the only two players in the league with a totally guaranteed contract. I'll take that to the bank. That's why the management hated me and ran me out to leave. <laughs> well, at least you had a good agent. You're damn right. <laughs> you know, that's what I asked Charlie Pride. You know, Charlie Pride was African American country western singer and was around the Cowboys a lot. And I said, Charlie, you know, I was a DJ. I said, How come you don't have your picture on your first three albums? And he said, Good agent. <laughs> <laughs> Sold a lot of them. Sold a lot. Hey, he geez. would show up. I want the real Charlie Pride. Man, <laughs> we lost the Super Bowl to the Steelers, man. They probably had the shy lights. We have Willie Nelson, okay? <laughs> <laughs> all right papa gene all right man i love your show thanks for having me on it's been great we're gonna do this again i got a gut feeling we're gonna do this again real soon for sure Story all right time with papa gene my man great seeing you and thanks for the uh for the info there and you get a lot of that i guess by the fireside on the uh, telephone at the family uh, meals you you can't stop him once he starts uh it's the best just to let him go 
if he's in a role, you can't interrupt him. It's just, it just that's how his brain goes. He's a storyteller. He's one of the best storytellers I've ever been around. Excellent. And he tells great stories all the time. And I mean, he was, he was around an era that was different. And he, then he went to work in law and been in the, in the food business. Like he's seen so much in his 70 years. So I just be questioning, beating him up about, about everything. I can't wait to have him on again because spoiled I know he's kids, a fountain too. of information. I mean, there's more to come. There's spoiled kids. Uh, yeah. What about grandkids <laughs> and grandkids? Even more spoiled. <laughs> it's about that time every week where we agree to disagree. It's our Jerry versus Jones debate. And with that, we bring in, and yes, he is the honorable judge himself, Reginald Fugit, as long as he gives me a victory. <laughs> yes, I am. Welcome. Happy New Year, everyone. New Year, same judge. I'm Judge Reginald Fugit, uh, the impartial judge. All right, this week we will be debating um, whether or not Lamar, Lamar Jackson's contract is has been impacting his play, whether or not he's played the last couple games, and whether he'll play in this uh, this wild card game. Uh, Jerry, you're going to be taking the side of saying that uh, he's not coming back because of his contract, and Adam, you'll take Lamar's side. Uh, again, a lot of unknowns. Uh, we like going into the unknown with these debates. Um, and so, Jerry, you take it away. All right. Well, Lamar Jackson, as we were just talking about during our debate segment with Dominique Foxworth, has been sidelined for well over a month, December 4th, with this PSL sprain, PCL sprain, I should say. I'm not a doctor, but I do play one on this podcast. He's missed five straight games. The offense has suffered significantly. But I do wonder, Adam, how much of this is maybe a contract negotiation ploy or a real injury? Again, I'm not a doctor, but it makes me wonder about his urgency to return this year. This is a guy who really wasn't hurt much during his first three seasons in the NFL. The Ravens are only averaging between 13 or 14 points per game. They haven't scored above 17 since he left with the injury. What could be taking so long, though? I'm wondering. You wonder if this is impacting things in terms of his contract in some fashion. And I don't know what the strategy here is with Lamar, because if this at some point is a power play, it won't work. And it's only going to upset the fan base out there if they find out that this guy didn't want to play because he was seeking a better contract. That should have been negotiated during the offseason. We talked about him not having an agent. I don't know how it's going over with guys in the locker room. But if you have a contract and you're being paid more than ever before, you got to honor that contract and just wait to be franchised if that's the way things work in the NFL. All right, Jonesy Son, what you got? What you got for us? Well, he's honored the contract. He's played the contract. He's he hasn't sat out because of not having a contract. I think he's probably hurt or injured. Like something's really something has to be going on. He said a sprained PCL, and you're not a doctor. You definitely do. You're definitely not. You don't even play one when you watch it or read a book about it. But How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he, if, if, if he's not playing, a guy who's spent his whole life trying to play at this level, there has to be something going on. And if it, to say it's about money, it can't be about money. He knows, that in the, he knows he's going to get his money in the back end. Now, is it now or later? That's, that's always... You know, that's negotiation, negotiable. But he, to me, I can never believe that a player would sit deliberately to be like, look, I'm trying to get more money. You think if I sit these games, I'm going to get more money. I've never seen that. Now, if he comes back and be like, look, I don't have the talent around me that I would need. And, you know, maybe 
I might have to wear this bulky brace. I mean, I can't move, and I'm not used to being like that. I'm not going to sit in the pocket like Tom Brady. He might not be able to. He might be like, I can't do it. I'm uncomfortable. These are all factors that we don't know because, obviously, they don't get to talk to the media, like you said, because he's on the list. So there's a lot of questions going on, and there's a lot of bands are going back and forth. I, don't, I just think there's something really going on physically. Well, some All people right. think because some people think because Reggie, I'll continue because they're playing on Sunday night that maybe the league and the TV people know something we don't know that they're putting the Ravens on in prime time against the Bengals, but they got zero chance of beating the Bengals without Lamar. I think we can both agree on that. But he has yet to return to his 2019 form, even before the injury. He seemed to be in regression, and some of the decision making wasn't so great. So I don't know how much negotiating power he's acclimated this past season. All right. Well, we'll, we'll stop there and we'll just do, we'll, we'll open it up for rebuttal, but uh, pause for the cause. Uh, again, this segment is brought to you by uh, the Wyman company and Dennis Wyman that holds us down. Thank you so much, Dennis. Uh, Dennis all likes right. to see Adam win more than me too. That should be out there. Well, <laughs> speaking yeah. of the unknowns, you know, you can't broach those subjects. So full disclosure uh, in 2020, just know that I'm impartial. All right. And uh, so <laughs> going to, going to the rebuttal, We'll go. We'll jump into Jerry again um, with Lamar situation. Um, I think you guys have a lot more to talk about. Go for it, Jerry. Well, the one thing that could save this season, obviously, is Lamar putting the Ravens on his back. Uh, he has done that before. We go back to 2019. Heck, he did it in week three against the Patriots, where he accounted for 325 yards and five TDs. We haven't seen much of that Lamar Jackson since then, and the injury certainly may be a factor. But also, there's all sorts of conjecture. And that's all it is among the fan base out there. They're not in the locker room. They don't know whether or not this is a grudge or a legitimate injury that sidelined this guy for a sustained period of time and is going to prevent him from helping his team at the most important time of the season. So judgment day will be coming. I just think, again, he's going to be franchised, okay? Even if he decides not to play, I expect the Ravens to pick up and franchise him for at least one more year, if not two. He'll be making between $40, $45 million a year. Not a bad neighborhood to live in. Well, we know you have the athleticism of a roly-poly. So I'm just going to say. <laughs> I, the, I outran the, a roly-poly. The, the guy yesterday. is very, very <laughs> smart ass. one of the most athletic people. I kind of compare him, him to like a Derrick Rose, where sometimes he might be too athletic for his body. You know what I mean? Where Derrick Rose would be jumping and his body, his mind is telling him to jump this high and his body's like, ah, maybe. Um, but something's going on. And, and I, I, I can never believe that money is always going to be the, the object and, and like the focal point of like, why is he suiting up? Especially at the quarterback position. You know what I mean? They protect you. The quarterback position, they protect you. As long as, I mean, if you stay in the pocket. Obviously, they ain't protect Cam Newton that much, and they be dropping. They ooh, they used to launch at him, but and they launch it at, at Lamar too. But I just yep. think that he needs to either either understand either going to play or be like, look, I can't physically do it because of circumstances. And a PCL is not a uh, obviously it's not a surgical um, a surgical ligament. But it's one that can sit you and sideline you for a while, similar, similar to a meniscus. I'm not a doctor, but I've seen people with PCL injuries. So I think something's really going on, man. It's just, again, he can't talk. He doesn't talk to the media. He's not a social media guy. 
And, you know, it's, it's flipping a coin. Who knows? But like you said, if they flex him the Sunday night and he shows up and he plays and he puts that team on his back, Coleman, I get to pie you again. But this time, I'm going to pie you on the <laughs> so You're going to get on a chair so the fall is a little tougher. All right. Well, well the means, judge, uh, you're gonna have to leave your friendly confines. So I look forward to that. <laughs> well, the judge has a verdict, uh, uh, without a doubt. See that again. Yeah. Well, the judge has a verdict. The judge is gonna decide for um, Adam in this. Adam's gonna take the cake as a former athlete. Again, a lot that we don't know. We, you know, if he's hurt, he's hurt. Uh, we got to trust him for now. We, we got no reason not to believe him at this point. Um, and so. Adam's bringing it home with the, you know, something really must be going on if he's not playing and that, and that money should, should not be the reason why we think that he's not playing. So thank you guys. It's hard to speculate. That's the only thing is like with the NFL, it sucks because they don't get to talk to you. So with that, it, it, it sucks with the NBA. They, they give you mentions, they give you hints and MLB. They, they're giving you mentions, hints and stuff like that to the beat writers NFL. You guys get nothing. So that kind of, that, right. that sucks. For clarity's sake, what Adam's saying, when a player is injured, they do not have to speak to the media. That's why we have not heard from Lamar, just the head coach. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Reggie. Thank you very much. No problem. That, we will move forward here on the Adam Jones podcast. And it's time for Adam's weekly rant. It's the Heckle D's rant. It's brought to you by our friends at Jack Daniels. And Adam, I believe you have a rant on... Americans traveling abroad. Don't you yeah. qualify as an American traveling abroad? Yeah, I do. I do. I do. Okay. I, do as, I do qualify as that. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Enjoy the world travel. I do nothing but travel. My wife's company, we do nothing but travel. I post pictures all the way. Travel. I want you to see the world. While you're looking at your bookings and saying, oh, this destination, what can I do? Restaurants, bars, as you do an itinerary to look around the local spots. Also look up local rules. Okay. In terms of things that you want to do extracurricular, which that's up to you. I'm not up there. I'm not subject. I was just in London. I seen everything in the square. <laughs> so, but I also seen a lot of drunken and English speaking with American accent, like belligerentness around there. And also, I've seen in other places. I partaking in things like this too. So I'm part of the problem also, and I've cleaned my act up a little bit. But also look into their rules and their laws because. The worst thing, and we've all seen it, locked up abroad. People need to understand what's going on in other countries and their rules and their laws. You're an American. Congratulations. You got a nice blue passport. Congratulations. When you enter another country, two things they care about. Not a damn thing about you. Those are both of them. Okay? <laughs> Follow their laws. Go eat their food. Go to the bars, clubs. Enjoy. Have a fantastic time. This is not Las Vegas where you can buy your way out of it. This is not it. It's not. It's not Miami. It's not America. You just, just no. Okay, you're in this foreign soil. Their rules go, and they get they catch you an American. Woo! That's like Arizona catching the D, uh, DUI driver. They got you, and they gonna want your money. So Americans, please be smart. Travel, see the world, have some cocktails. I love a good old fashioned and Jack Daniels. Woo! I love my old fashioned with Jack. By the way, look it. Have them. Have fun. Read the rules and be smart, man, because this stuff can really alter your life, like, for the worse. And it can alter everything, kids, family. So please just be smart, man, because I'm tired of it. I'm tired I of think something. the best thing you said is go ahead and watch that show Locked Up Abroad and then <laughs> think twice before you make a decision overseas. 
Oh, please do, man. And again, we're humans, man. We're humans. We're humans. We make mistakes. I love. I mean, but at the same time, like, just try to remember that you know when you're going over to certain countries, you know, if you're in Mexico, if you're down in Cabo, it could work out. Okay, if you're in Bahamas, Dominican, it could work out. Now, you shoot over to any Asian country. <laughs> Good you're luck. Gonna be working on the. You're gonna be working on the line. <laughs> All right. Well, Adam's Ranch sponsored by our friends over at Jack Daniels. They have always made whiskey, and if they have it their way, they always will. There's one thing Jack can't make more of, and those are moments. Those are on us to create. So let's make sure we're making the most of every moment we have. Make it count. Drink responsibly with Jack Daniels. Now... Let's venture beyond Baltimore. It's sponsored by our friends at Be More Around Town. And we need to discuss the acrimony between Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp on FS1. It's been simmering for a while. Seemed to reach to Zenith last week. We were talking earlier about DeMar Hamlin's situation with the Bills with Dominique Foxworth and Skip's insensitive tweet, which you can see if you're watching us on YouTube moments after DeMar Hamlin's injury. Uh, we also have a sample of how things went because the next day after this tweet only skip showed up for the program not shannon the following day shannon returned and this ensued skip tweeted something and although i disagree with the tweet uh and and uh, hopefully uh skip would take it down but i didn't want it well, yep. time out time out i'm not going to take it down because okay. i stand by okay. what i tweeted skip let me okay. finish let me... all right okay go ahead no you go go ahead let's go jen Okay. I mean, I cannot even get through a monologue without you interrupting okay. me. Well, you could have came back, Skip. Well, I thought, Skip, just let me. I, I didn't I, know I you going to bring no, up No, this. I was just going to say, Skip, I didn't want to yesterday to get into a situation where DeMar Hamlin was the issue. We should have been talking. All right. Now, Adam, unlike our show, the biggest open secret of live TV is that most of these things you see on air are much like the WWE. They're scripted. They're pre-planned. And... You know, obviously they weren't on the same page that day. And I wonder how long this relationship, unlike ours, which is a lifetime eternity, how long <laughs> will theirs stay intact? Uh, that's a, that's tough. Um, it, it's tough. Obviously they know each other. They respect each other on the professional level. Um, you know, obviously Skip is, you know, a long, a lifelong journalist and Shannon, obviously Hall of Famer. But Skip has said some faulty man. And excuse my language, but he says some faulty stuff lately about just, you know, oh, Tom Brady's better than you. Tom Brady's better than everybody. But the, the Hall of Fame is not a measuring contest. The Hall of Fame is a group of the greatest of all time. We all wear the same color jacket. Tom Brady Hall of Fame jacket ain't going to have stars and stripes on it. Uh, it ain't going to have seven rings on it. It ain't going to, it's going to be, it's the Hall of Fame, same exact thing that they did like the masters it's the same exact you can win tigers won five of them or i don't even know whatever he won and he got the same damn jacket it wasn't a different jacket it's not gold now and he said some faulty things and he said a lot of things around his career and, and i get it that he's worked for tv for a long long time you gotta remember that he, skip has worked for tv for a long long time he's he was a writer before. before that but you're right okay now, but he's yeah, okay but he's just still in, he's the he's media he's been media yep. and media is they they call the shots they tell you what's going on and for me to think that every single thing is is his idea and written by him uh i, I maybe but it's maybe the the part that he plays is that villain and he plays he that that's what he's always played especially when he in the talk show business 
And, you know, he could just be speaking like, look, I get it. He's got hurt. But the game's got to go on, doesn't it? And opposed yep. to like, bro, there's a damn, they got a, a defibrillator out. Like, like this isn't a torn ACL. Or, this isn't a collarbone, a, 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 an Achilles tear, man. Like, come on. What, just no, I'm, I'm with you. Man. I'm with you. I mean, what? Just don't say nothing. But, I, again, he has to play the villain and everything. But this time, the villain might get his ass whooped. Well, he doesn't have to be I'm a d bag about it. No it physical he doesn't have to be a jerk about it the way he has yeah. been. And I'm wondering, and I texted this to you: Does Shannon need this BS? I mean, he's making five million dollars working one hour a day doing this show with a bevy of producers that help him out. But does right. he really need this antagonistic, you know, encounter every day in his life? Need no, but he's worked his ass off to get to that point. So. It's like, yeah, he's worked his ass off to get to that point. You know what I mean? He's putting his time in the media. I, I commend all the guys that, uh, all the former athletes that that are, are killing it in the media. Like, I think it's amazing because, you know, it, it's a lot of time consuming. Like, it's every day. For us doing a podcast, it's not, it's not the the most rigorous of things. But when you're doing a live broadcast and you're talking, and I hear different people, you know, our good friend Kenny, he goes from a soccer game to a basketball game to an NFL game to oh, a Kenny baseball Albert, game. Yeah. How the hell do you remember all this? Again, I get it the pre the pre gaming, but like my brain would be fried thinking of five people in in a, in a minute. So like I commend all these dudes, and he they work their ass off to be in the Jalen Rose them kind of guys. They work their ass off to be in the situation. So not necessarily everything said is going to be like I'm I'm quitting this money. Nah, screw that. I'm quitting this job. It might make you be like, look, hey, I'm going to need a day. I need a couple of days. I'm going to whoop his ass. Do you want this or do you want this? Just give me my give me my 24 to 48, which I think is the mental health days. I think that was a great mental health day because if he came in there, he would have gave him the stunner and, and it would have been all over for Skip. In there. Yeah, he would have put him in a headlock. And I would have <laughs> liked to have seen that, but that's, no, that's but... fine. All right. Uh, our Beyond Baltimore segment brought to you by our friends by Be More Around Town. They have the ultimate all-inclusive pregame tailgate experience not only before the purple and black play but also the caps the terps heck they're getting ready for spring training as well and trips to sarasota find out more by heading to be more roundtown.com let's dive into our final segment adam it's called socially speaking and this is where we answer a tweet or social media post uh, by the way, you can email us for those socially media challenged at the Adam Jones pod at gmail.com. The Adam Jones pod at gmail.com. We do have some Adam Jones signed memorabilia. We're going to be giving away as incentives from those correspondences. We get either via email or on our social media platforms. It's at Adam Jones pod at Adam Jones pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram this week via Twitter. At Jeff Myers, 0194, writes to us, just caught up on your last three episodes. Really enjoying the podcast. Good stuff. Keep up the good work and let us know if you're looking for content or guest ideas. Well, Jeff, we're always looking for content or guest ideas, so send the suggestions along and reach out. Not sure what you do, but we'll take suggestions because we're always open. We're an open podcast. I think I need to start doing that more, retweeting, like what suggestions do people want to be brought up or whose guests would they think about? Um, but hey, anytime you can read a tweet and it don't say but, always is a good thing. I was reading <laughs> that just like, come on, don't say but, don't say but, don't, 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 don't. So as long as it don't say but, it always works. But no, 
we need to, I think I need to tweet more about it and, and, and get it out there more of, of suggestions and who people want as guests and things like that for the near future. Because, you know, obviously we want the fans, uh, uh, interaction and there we want we're talking to you we're talking to you the fan and we want you we want the stories that I want to tell the story you want me to tell you know what I mean I got a bunch of stories I can't tell them all but some of them if you ask I might be like Ooh, okay let me finagle this and be able to tell some stories and that's our goal folks for 2023 is to make Adam less shy than he has been in the past <laughs> All right. Thanks to our sponsors, as always, Jack Daniels. Want to thank Be More Round Town. Head to BeMoreRoundTown.com to find out about their tailgates. The good folks over at the Wyman Group, G-Leaf Medical Cannabis. Medical Cannabis is for qualified Maryland patients only. G-Leaf.com is where you go. And the Baltimore Banner, they're covering the Ravens, the Terps, the O's, the entire Baltimore news region. Special thanks to our podcast listeners. Six months of the Banner, unlimited digital access for just a buck. Head to thebaltimorebanner.com slash AJ to get started. And until then, well, it says here I have to thank our senior executive producer, Chip Franklin, for putting together this fine episode. And we'll see you next week. There's my salute.